0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Stock Market Week in Review with the Armor Report. I'm Brett Rosenthal, the founder of armorreport.com. It stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. And we created this website for you and this channel for individual investors who are managing their own capital. They see the value of information. They want to learn how to create that information flow on their own. Okay. So what I'm going to do is take 35 years of experience doing this and share with you my process. Over time, I hope you take that core and turn it into your own process. And it really, what I like to call it's the armor investing way. We take a three-step approach to building an equity portfolio, right? We build our whiteboard first, which is our fundamental research. We use, Algorithmic execution, and that's the information I'm going to share with you. Um, Information where we're using algos to tell us when to commit capital and when to protect capital, both on a big picture, looking at the market as a whole and on individual stocks. And then we marry all that with a stop loss discipline. Now, I'm going to share my discipline that works for me. But over time, the key is for you to have a discipline that you execute over and over again that put you on the right side of probabilities and statistics when reward is worth the risk. That's what we're doing here. I'm going to share with you today, we're going to talk about the big picture market. We'll look at the armor algos, look at the indexes, see where, we, where we're headed perhaps. I want to drill down into a, a handful of stock chart patterns. We're going to go over a list of stock chart patterns because I really think it tells a story about the direction of capital uh, in the market today and how it's going to affect how I manage my own personal assets. Um, and then, of course, we're going to hit the cannabis couch real quick. It's our favorite topic. It's our largest um, um, portfolio exposure. So we'll kind of go over that a bit. And of course, I'll get to the Q&A. Um, so feel free to you know, fill up this chat board with questions. I'm going to try to cut through these things as fast as we can so we can get to Q&A a little bit quicker today. Don't forget, please remember. I'm just sharing information that I use to manage my own personal assets. I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you. I think we all know this process by now, but I have to say it again. I don't know your risk tolerance. So, you all must do your own due diligence on whatever we talk about today. Right? If you uncover an idea on this conversation you like and you want to make an investment, go do some research and make sure It fits on your own whiteboard, okay? If you like this conversation, thumbs up always helps. I appreciate that, and um, feel free to subscribe. Right down here, I put a link either for this channel or for the Armour Report um, website itself. So let's jump in first, as always. This is how I start every morning, and we have um, Armour subscribers, Armour insiders. We have a Slack room set up where we share information all day, and I do some... Videos just like this, just for Armour Insiders, we start every morning at 8.30. And every morning we start by looking at what the overall indexes are telling us. You start there and it drives your risk decisions. And then you go into individual groups and individual stocks. That's not what I want. Okay, so let's start by looking at a picture here of um, this is now... This is a charting technique called an Andrew's Fork. Okay. And we're looking at a weekly chart. We're looking at a weekly chart going all the way back to 2016. Okay. And so you can see what happens on this. You get a breakdown, you build your Andrew's Fork. It trades within that range. Even the collapse last year, you know, with little exception, it popped above the fork and then collapsed below it and immediately recovered. So that Andrew's Fork was really in place. And we had this debate with the Armour Report earlier this year when we got to the top of the channel. And what we said was, is this going to be the end of the move and we're back into this channel started in 2016? Or is something else happening in the market? Do you all remember this conversation? We had a debate. I know one of the Armour insiders, she and I were discussing it. Stop putting money to work because we're at the top of an Andrews Fork. And so I said two things then, and now we can look and see um, what we should think going forward. Back then I said, number one, we're not in the business of predicting the stock market. Okay, You're running your own money now. You're putting your own capital to work. Don't get caught in the vortex of useless information that gets you to try to make some guess of the future and then let your ego get in the way where you can't recognize what's really happening, okay? So we never wanna do that. I'm gonna come on this show every Saturday, a couple times during the week, every day from our insiders, and I'm gonna tell you how I'm positioning my portfolio and what I think is gonna happen. But I make every effort to make sure my ego's not in the way so that if what I think doesn't happen, I can react immediately and protect capital if necessary, or capture upside when it's possible, all right? So what I said back here, okay, was yes, we're at the top of an old Andrew's fork, but we are in a new mechanical bull market. And a mechanical bull market is where the Fed and governments are pushing so much liquidity into the system It makes any normal valuation discussions completely moot. It renders them moot. It's just noise. Let me tell you, you know, the biggest fear of CNBC and Bloomberg TV and financial news. The biggest fear is that you're going to recognize that none of what those guys talk about all day matters to the direction of the market. There's only one thing that matters how much money the Fed's putting into the system and how much government spending is going into the system. That's all that matters right now. Everything else is noise. Oh, they bring this guy on, valuations are too high. They bring that guy on, you know, all these ridiculous conversations to drag you in the wrong direction. When the real issue is how much money is being pushed into the system. Because at the end of the day, investing, don't ever forget this. Don't ever forget this. It's about supply and demand, right? What happened, for instance, to GameStop this week is that there is no supply and massive demand of shorts trying to cover, and the stock went berserk. Does it mean that there's some fundamental reason we should be owning GME? It's got nothing to do with that, guys. It means that the shorts are caught in a situation that's untenable. And the stock skyrocketed. This is a weekly view, the last two weeks of GameStop. So don't talk to me about valuations right now. Don't ever talk to me about valuations. Because valuations only matter if the liquidity stays constant. Then you can argue valuation with me. You say to me liquidity is constant, then valuation matters. But if liquidity is increasing at an ever ridiculous rate, we get into a market that we're in now where companies with no earnings and no revenue, what I call concept stocks, are going ballistic. They're not held back by valuations. You can't value them at all. right? You can't value those stocks at all. Using any proper te- uh, a fundamental analysis, you know, uh, uh, equation, because they have no earnings or revenue, and they're burning through cash like crazy. So who are the people buying the stocks? Well, it's people who think this idea. is like the Greater Fool Theory. Some unbelievable, and I'm not throwing stones here, but I don't know some unbelievable lithium ion idea that might work ten years from now. <laughs> right, let's go buy it. I mean. That's the market we're in, okay? So we go back and we look at um, the S&P on a weekly, weekly level. And what we've done is, like I said back here, I think we're entering a new Andrews Fork was the conversation we had right back here this week, I think it was no, or late November. It's going to take us to new heights, which is what it's done. I, I had that conversation back then. And and here I'm going to tell you where I think the market stops going up. You ready? Write this down. Put it on the board. Let's see if Brett was right. The market's going to stop going up when the pandemic is over, the economy starts to pick up, people start going back to work. This will be precisely the time people on CNBC tell you how great the market is and how the market should go higher because the economy is picking up. This will be precisely the time the market stops going up. And the reason is the Fed will no longer have to add more and more liquidity. And so they'll begin to keep liquidity constant. I don't think they'll reduce liquidity, but they'll keep it constant. And then valuations start to matter. Okay, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So what I think is happening is we're going to get to the top of this Andrews fork. Okay, and I think what's going to get us there is a breakout in the big cap sector. And so now I wanna walk you through a couple of chart patterns. Let's let's look real quick at um, the NASDAQ 100, okay? Because the NASDAQ 100 is working on its own new Andrews fork as well. And it looks like it's about to accelerate. And let me see if I can, I'm gonna go and change that chart in a minute, but let me just say this. I'm not calling the end of this bull run. I would never do such a thing. But what I am about to say today is, and I'm going to show you a series of chart patterns that back up my, my um, opinion. Money is starting to flow back in to the big tech stocks. And in the world that we live in today, I know this is going to sound crazy, that's the safe investment. <laughs> that's the safe investment, the big tech stocks money is starting to flow into those stocks again. And at the end of any stock market run, you usually get that melt up phase. Now, I don't really like that term melt up because it makes you think the market's gonna go, you know, up in a straight line like a rocket ship. I'm not saying that. A melt up phase to me is a grind higher where we're gonna look back, I don't know, a month from now, we'll see 20 trading days and the market will have been up 17 of those 20 days. Just stair step, bang, dang, 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 five percent. I mean, a, a half a percent, a quarter of a percent, a third of a percent, one percent, like th- 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 just like this. OK, and in that environment, there's massive alpha being created elsewhere. But in order for that to occur, I want to go look at some of these charts. So first of all, let's look at the NASDAQ 100 real quick. There's the Andrews Fork of this year that we're looking at. And it's a four up and out pattern which I love. And now what what I'm expecting is this to move up to the top of this pattern. But let's go look at a couple of charts that kind of dominate the, the triple Qs and look at, see what they've done in the last couple of weeks and what they're about to do. Start with Google. No particular order here. All right. This is a classic cup and handle breakout on a huge stock called Google. All right. Let's look at Netflix. Let's just just take a minute to look at all these charts with me. What you're going to see are explosive chart patterns, like classic, either cup and handles, or let's look at Netflix from last week. Okay. Netflix hasn't even started yet. I don't care if you missed this initial gap up on earnings. That earnings number was unreal. And I'll tell you something. It caught me completely flat-footed. I, I did not expect Netflix to put up a number like that. It was insane, that number. And so what we have is a classic four up and out. It just broke out. And typically the way to, if you don't own it down here, the the way to handle this type of a pattern, when you get a gap up with earnings, it's gonna test that gap day. So it tends to go down days. You have the gap day, then you count one, two, three. So Monday should be down again in the morning to test. If it holds, what we look for is day four to break the little downtrend here, and that's where you get long the asset, and this whole pattern begins to form, uh, to perform. In other words, if you're new to technical analysis, you look at the, the length of the pattern that was built, and you just literally turn it on its axis to try to figure out how high the stock can go off of this platform. And as you can imagine, looking at that chart, it can go a lot higher. Okay, and what we're looking at really is that pattern. Huge base breakout. So that's this is the first stage base breakout. Second stage base breakout. Okay, let's look at Microsoft. Just look at these charts. Classic pennant formation. Now, for those of you again new to technical analysis, it doesn't mean that these stocks have to go up. All right, let's remember, penance can break down. Penance can break down. These chart patterns can can fail. What we're trying to do at the Armour Report, what I do at my own personal capital every single day, is I try to get myself on the right side of probability and statistics over and over again when the reward's worth the risk. Sometimes I lose. Stop losses protect me from that. I go back to cash. I wait for the next setup. If I do that over and over again, over time, net worth goes up because I'm executing a process that puts me on the right side of probability and statistics over and over again. Sometimes that sounds like maybe it's confusing what I'm saying. So I'm going to put it in this terms. I do not consider investing gambling, but I'm going to put it in gambling terms because I think everyone understands it. Okay. Anybody who sat down at a poker table understands, let's say you're sitting down, you're playing Texas Hold'em and you get Aces in the hole, right? You get dealt two aces. At that moment in time, probabilities are at their highest that you're going to win that hand. So if you could just play aces all day long, over time, probabilities are going to work in your favor and your net worth is going to go up. Now, of course, you can't do that at poker table. Everybody will find out you only put money in the pot when you have aces, so nobody will bet with you. Okay? you know, Obviously, as the Button goes around. You got to keep putting in antes so it's going to drain while you're waiting, right? So there's a whole bunch of reasons why you can't do that at the poker table. But as an investor, we can do that. We can just put capital to work when we have aces. And we do it over and over and over again. There's no rush. There's nothing wrong with holding cash. We can wait for our setup. We get it. We put capital to work. And here's the fun thing. When you go all in at the poker table, and those statistics go against you, which they will, you lose all your money. doesn't have to happen in the stock market. You can put your capital to work and use a tight stop. Take your capital out when it's not working. So it's, it's that strategy. When I say put your capital to work when probabilities are at their highest and rewards worth the risk and do it over and over again with stop losses, it's just a simple statistical equation that over time if you execute correctly your net worth should go up and this is what the armor investing way is all about it's a three-stage process that i'm trying to share with you all okay so just keep looking at these chart patterns it's rare you find pennant after pennant cup and handle after cup and handle in in um in these big cap tech stocks nvidia tight base amd Coming out of the debate. look at that. Holy smokes, they're going to announce earnings next week. Okay, even Facebook, which sold off because of this. This, this is a shakeout and breakout that's a, it's about to happen in, in Facebook. If Facebook breaks the downtrend, it's a shakeout and breakout, and this shakeout all had to do with a ridiculous story that they suspended Trump from Facebook, which doesn't make a single bit of difference to their business but it's just enough to shake the tree and get rid of the weak holders and the stock breaks out. This is classic, classic action. I mean, pattern after pattern. And we'll just end on Apple, right? We were buying Apple down here and just, you know, full disclosure, we were in here and Apple right in here. Um, And what I said to you back then we were buying at Armour Insiders is there's no way the market's going to break out to new highs without Apple going above 140. So that was a no-brainer. Okay? But these patterns are this is what this is what these patterns are telling me. Market uh, participants are flocking to the biggest and the best tech companies in front of the earnings season. And if we're to get to the top of that channel, these names are going to have to perform. So what do we have next week? Tesla. this is, this is the earnings next week. These are the chart patterns of earnings. Okay, this stock is already to the stratosphere because they were added to the S&P. So we're going to look at the earnings number, but there's nothing, no comment on Tesla, really. Okay, Apple announces next week. Microsoft announces next week. AMD announces next week. Facebook announces next week. Microsoft announces next week. These are all patterns. And, oh, by the way, don't forget Amazon. Look at the Amazon pattern. Now, look, let's just look at the chart pattern on Amazon for a second on a weekly chart, okay? Here's a huge base with a massive run-up okay, and a pennant formation. So this is the second stage base. This is a weekly chart. Can it break down to, through the bottom of the chart? Absolutely. If that occurs, if there's a breakdown that takes you below this uptrend line, okay? I submit to you, that we're gonna have to be taking a lot of capital out of the market and going to cash. But if those chart patterns perform, let's do this one more time. I don't mean to beat a dead horse here, but let's look at the weekly charts. There's Microsoft. There's Facebook. Forget about that little shakedown. That was just a Trump thing, okay? There's Apple already leading. AMD. NVIDIA, Tight Cup and Handle up there? Okay? If these things, and let's just look at Google one more time. That's not Google. Okay? And Google's already blown out. Okay? So, to wrap up this segment of the the conversation with you, it looks like capital is flowing to the biggest names. That coincides with, or or Um, that um, confirms my belief that we're going to get to the top of the Andrews fork on the S&P and the NASDAQ, okay? That also tells me we're going towards the end. In a melt-up phase, market participants, the big guys, the guys who, you know, the elephants in the room, they recognize valuations are out of sight ridiculous, right? But they also recognize what I told you, valuations don't matter, in a market where the Fed's adding, you know, unlimited liquidity, okay? But at this stage in the game, what happens at the end of a, of a mechanical bull market is that more and more money chases fewer and fewer names, and they're usually the, the, the biggest names with the most liquidity because institutions want the safety of those names, okay? They called it the Nifty Fifty in the 1950s, 1960s, 1960s, I think it was. Um, that's just an example, okay, where money just crowds into a certain space. Those stocks go ballistic, and then that's the end of the move, okay? So that's one philosophy, one one process that might be occurring. And so for my capital, I'm trying to shift some of my attention away from some of the smaller names, some of the disruptive growth names, shave them down a little bit, and add some of these bigger names, okay? That's where my head is, um, Let's look real quick to the the cannabis couch because this kind of dovetails right in with that conversation. Cannabis stocks follow the small cap index. They're small cap stocks, relatively speaking. I mean, they're small caps. The type of investor in cannabis is small cap? Okay, so how am I addressing this? I am not selling any of my U.S. cannabis stocks, right? I'm not doing it. I have, a, I have a stop loss. Okay, I'm not going to share with you what my stop loss is on this. But I have a place where I'm going to stop out my uh, position and book a profit. Uh, we're not anywhere near that, pra- that place. We're looking right now at MSOS. So this is the way to look at all the U.S. cannabis names by looking at the ETF MSOS. Okay, we're in the, uh, the stock. We're into MSOS here. We've had this unbelievable run. It's above every single moving average. Those averages are fanning out. I'm not selling this asset, okay? Not right now. I have a stop in mind, and I'll use that stop if I have to, but we're not, we're not there yet. And when I drill down into this space, boy, man, these stocks look pretty good. You know, they're just in tight uptrends. There's Curaleaf, you know, there's um, Cresco. Okay, um, truly looks a little bit tired, and it's the one closest to this teal line up here, it's cayenne, cyan line, whatever you want to call it, which is the fourth standard deviation above the 200 day. So you can see it kind of almost made it reversed a bit. Okay, green thumb, these are my favorite names. Okay, they're just in steady uptrends and they're not challenging any stops. What I am doing, what we did last week is we cut down our MJ position. Now here's what I said to you guys a couple weeks ago. When the blue wave hit, I said the best thing to do is to capture the upside quick. You don't want to pick the wrong names. You want to pick the names with liquidity, put capital to work. And so I put capital to work in MJ and we got the pop. But now you can see an armor insider rule of the road is to book some profits when an asset is four standard deviations above the 200-day. This line right here with this yellow box, this this blue line right here, is four standard deviations. It represents four standard deviations above the 200-day moving average, which is down here, the standard 200-day, okay? And as you can see, it went above it for a day, closed below it, and has sold off since. So we've booked partial profit, okay? We've taken some money out of Canadian cannabis booking partial profit I have a raised stop in for the rest of MJ if it hits another level I'm gonna book all that profit that'll reduce my exposure in cannabis for now and then I'll use that capital to look for my favorite US cannabis names maybe spokes around the hub of MSOS right I might, Drop down my spokes right now around the hub of MSOS are the biggest and the best MS uh, US MSOs, the green thumbs, the truly, whatnot. What I, I'm doing research now, I'm trying to get comfortable with the mid tier of the, of the US MSOs. And so I might take some of that capital, some of that profit out of MJ, and supplement the portfolio with some of these positions that are mid tier. US MSOs. And Armor Insiders, I'll share with you what those stocks are and when I decide to do that um, as usual in the Slack room. But for now, what I'm doing is reducing some exposure in cannabis. I think these stocks have had a nice big run. I think there's a huge run ahead of them. But I think as with any investment, you need consolidations. It could be high tight pennants. It could be sell-offs to support. And what we want to do since we've already bought these stocks right and we were up huge on them, we don't want to chase them. We don't need to chase them. What we want to do is be there to support our investment. This is what institutions do. Institute you gotta think like an institution. You're managing your own money. You have to think like an institution and not a retail person. You're making a lot of money in this space. You don't keep throwing money at that space at higher and higher levels. Institutions buy Support. Why do you think the 200-day moving average and the 50-day moving average work so well when it comes to support? It's because institutions run money that way. They don't chase. They keep adding to their position on the 50-day. They let retail chase. Run it up. Institutions probably sell some to you guys right at the top. And when it comes back in, in the midst of the panic, they're out there supporting their position. We need to think that way. We support our position on weakness, and we sell into strength, right? Those are my thoughts for today. I hope that's helpful. I keep saying I'm going to be shorter in my conversation with you, but apparently I never am. So anyway, let's get to the Q&A. What do you got for me, guys? Um, Let's quiet her down. All right. Francine, how are you? Nice to see you. Armor Insider, always glad to have you and have a question from you. Um, it, says, thank, it says, Brett, thank you for uh, the good work and effort. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, we gain every day more knowledge and trade disciplines at the Armour site. Hey, thanks a lot for that, Francine. I appreciate that. I do my best to share my experience with you guys. It's been 35 years in the trenches. and I, What I'm trying to do is put you on my shoulders so you can reach higher than me. You know, don't, don't get into the muck that I had to, to, you know, rip through to get where I am today. Okay. And the best way to do that is to follow a process. Keep your ego out of it, right? And just keep executing the process. Put blinders on. Don't watch CNBC. Before fun times, good morning, everybody. Hey, how are you, everybody? Thumbs up. Love you all. (laughs) Green Ghost, very funny. Very funny. You lost your portfolio before I, I said the disclaimer. Okay, Festeroso. So A Z E K. Um, Let's take a look at that A Z E K. Let me put that. So this is the top of our whiteboard. Um, I don't. Full disclosure, we don't own it. Okay, it has not made it into my portfolio yet. They did a secondary offering at forty, and the stock closed higher. So that's real. That's real good. I I want to see if the stock makes a pattern around the forty price that gives me an entry. but honestly, I could be just, you know, splitting hairs here. The chart looks great. The the, the fundamental story is compelling. Um, maybe I'm going to miss a, a good stock here, which will be disappointing. But hopefully you'll make some money. That'll be great. IBM. Okay, let's talk IBM. Here's IBM, first stage breakout, and then they disappointed on earnings. So here's how I'm handling this. We own the stock for, you know, I don't know. A few months in there, we picked up a dividend payment. The stock went up, came back to where we bought it. So rule number one for the Armour report. There's a couple of rules here it's worth talking about. First rule is, and I shared this information with Armour Insiders the night before the earnings announcement, or the day before the earnings announcement. So this was Thursday. And I said to you guys, you know, for Armour Insiders, I do a video, what I call an in-game update at 2.30. So we're all ready to know how we want to execute in the last hour of trading. So we chat for maybe, I don't know, from 2.30 to 2.45, sometimes 3 o'clock, and then we we get back to, to um, managing our capital. And I said then, the Armour Investing Way, if you're in a position that's making you money in front of earnings, you book a partial profit in front of it. I don't care if it's 10%, 20%, 50%. You take some money off the table. And I also said, I'm not doing that on IBM. Every time I say I'm not doing that, I usually, I, I mean, I regret it, okay? But in reality, to me, IBM was we were making money in IBM, but it was a long-term investment for me. I didn't want to trade it as much. I said, look, if this is a good quarter here, stock's going to jump. I'm going to have my position on cheap, and I'm not going to be trading it. I might hold it the rest of the year and collect that dividend. And And so what did it do? It just... I also thought to myself, look, I've got a move here. It moves back down. I'm going to give up the house's money. It's not the end of the world. And that's exactly what it did. It just came right back to where I bought it. So number one, and some Armor insiders did this, and I'm glad you did, because we should just do it every single time. If you own a stock that's up into the earnings number, you book a partial profit, anything, because it just makes you feel better when they blow the number, the stock's down big, and you've sold right at the high. Right. And it turns the whole position into a profitable position, because when it comes back to where you bought it and you get out break even, you've made money on 20 percent of your position. And this is a statistical game, guys. Right. We have to execute a process over and over. So anyway, uh, the other rule is I don't let a gain turn into a loss. So the stock was at a profit. It's back to where I bought it. I'm out. I reassess. It goes back to my whiteboard. I'm sure I'll be back in IBM at some point before the end of the year because I think they're going to turn the corner. But for now, there are too many other chart patterns, too many other companies that I'd rather invest in, and I can't wait while IBM languishes. So out of the portfolio, wait for the next opportunity, not buying it right now for me. All right, what else do we have? Tech Monkey, good morning to you as well. Let's see, what do we have here? What do you think of ABML, battery recycling? Um, you're welcome. I'm glad to teach. I'm glad it it helps you. It's really why I do it. So it's, I appreciate you hearing that feedback. Um, ABML. ABML, I don't even get that symbol. It doesn't come up for me. Apple, Bravo, Mike, Lima. Don't get anything there. So I don't know what that is. Maybe there's a different symbol for that. Love your opinion. Okay, so Nick's is asking um, about GW Pharmaceutical. Inverse head and shoulders on the chart. Let's take a peek. To me, GW Pharmaceutical is, um, you know, it broke the, um, this is a Fibonacci fan sequence. The theory here is when it breaks the third downtrend line, a new trend is in force, right? And so um, I think what you're looking at, if I'm not mistaken, you know, we can take that off for now. I think you're looking at this. Something like this. It's kind of antiquated way to draw a chart, but this is the tools that they give you at TradeStation, right? So you're looking at something like this. And then, of course, you guys can figure out this last piece. Okay. There's the reverse head and shoulders. And then, of course, the necklines right here. Something like that. Whoops. So I don't disagree with you there. I mean, you've certainly got a a small reverse head and shoulders, and I think that the overall downtrend has changed. There's the chart pattern you're looking at. I just can never get my arms, Nick, around why I want to own GW Pharmaceuticals. Um, You know, I've owned it in the past. Excuse me, I've owned it in the past. so um, And it's part of these ETFs and it's probably going to go up. So please don't let me dissuade you. It just never makes it onto my whiteboard because when it comes to my cannabis money, I can only have so much in the cannabis space and it becomes an opportunity cost of money. I talk about this all over and over and over again, but it really is. I, I don't look at an idea um, in a... I don't look at an idea... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't look at an idea by itself. I look at an idea on a bigger picture. And I say, if I want 30% of my capital, no more than 30% in cannabis, how many names can I own? And then which are my favorite names? And GW just never makes it. I'd rather just, whatever money I'd put in GW, there's just other names I'd rather own that I think have Bigger upside. But I could be wrong. I mean, I love what they're doing there. You know, so anyway, I like the chart pattern, though. Moving on. Yeah, Raymond, let's talk um, weed maps. SSPK has been a real winner. And I think you put that into the room, what was it, last week or the last couple of weeks? Um And so I appreciate that. Here's the chart pattern. We actually made some money day trading this uh, in the uh, armor Slack day trading room. So, you know, it's been a real runaway. The chart's sick and the weed map story is, is phenomenal. Um, and I know this doesn't matter right now, but... Uh, I can't make this investment anything more. I can't make this an investment. I can make SSPK a day trading tool because it's caught up in that, you know, vortex of blank check companies that go through the roof for no apparent reason. But I just don't know fundamentally if we maps at this valuation is worth it. And I can't believe I just, you know, I just threw up the word valuation, you know, because Valuations mean nothing in this market, but I still have to make a decision with my own personal capital. Do I want to hold this thing based on, you know, its business model versus barriers to entry versus other stocks that I can own? And I just end up overnight more comfortable with other U.S. cannabis investments. But what a tool for day trading. It's been unreal. And so thanks for that. Um, G-R-A-M-F. I don't know it, man. I don't, I don't know that stock at all. TPCO. Tribune publishing. Are you talking about Tribune? You can't be. EMF. Oh, here you, you weren't looking at Tribune. I don't know anything about this one, brother, so can't help you on that. I did have an interesting call today, um, this week, guys, from um, a, an investment bank who's asking me to put capital into a, an uplisting, which I'm not doing, okay? But just to put it on your radar, it'll be interesting to see how the stock trades. Um, it's called Urban Grow, U-G-R-O-D is the symbol. It's, uh, it's It trades by appointment now, so... U-G-R-O-D, okay? Um, you can't buy the stock now, okay? Nobody, nobody buy the stock now. And this is why I wanted to talk about this because I know that this story is going to get out and people are going to start talking about it. Urban Grow is in the same genre of, um, of um, uh, Grow Generation or uh, um, uh, Hydro Farms, okay? they It's not a Grow gen or Hydro Farms, but they put together the indoor growth facilities of companies like Cresco or Leaf, stuff like that. It's a pink sheet stock. It's trading at 12 or something. They're bringing the stock from pink sheets to the NASDAQ on Tuesday. Anybody paying $12 right now, for, it, it doesn't trade more than a couple of shares. So I don't know who's doing it, but anybody doing it, it doesn't understand the process because the stock is going to start trading somewhere between four and $7 a share. Four and a quarter to $7 a share is probably where it's going to price. And um, I have no interest in being part of it. I listened to the conference call. I got on. I was asking questions with management. So they had they set up conference calls with potential investors, and I was on the call last week. Um, so all I'm saying now is when it starts trading, let's just watch to see how the thing trades. Um, they only had $250,000 of cash in the balance sheet before this uplisting. So they literally were about to go out of business, really. Let's be honest. And I don't... I don't I don't mean that sincerely. I mean, I'm sure they've got working capital, but what I'm saying is they didn't have a lot of cash. So they're going to uplist, raise about $20 million, maybe more, maybe more because it seems like there's a lot of interest. From what I'm hearing, there's a lot of interest in this idea. So let's put it on our radar, see how it starts trading, make sure it's liquid, and then we might want to just watch how that thing trades. But nobody should be involved in trying to buy this on the pink sheets before it gets listed on NASDAQ. I'm just putting that out there in case you guys are looking at it. All right. um, BNGO. This company just did a big equity offering. The stock is higher. It looks phenomenal. And PACB, okay? PACB, BNGO. But let me tell you something, Raven. This is where the Armour Report has its position right now. All right? We picked off Illumina Cheap. So, here's what I submit to you, Raymond. Oops, this is what I was going to show you, right? The shakeout and the breakout on Illumina. Just take a look at this chart pattern. Okay? That's a massive rectangle that's breaking out. That's just, that's just beautiful. That's a beautiful chart pattern on Illumina. And that goes right with my theory that capital is flowing into the big cap tech stocks. This is a NASDAQ 100 name. So, I would like to see my portfolio own BNGO and PACB right next to my Illumina. I think the debate about how one company is going to take over Illumina and ruin their business is ridiculous. Not going to happen. I think there's room for both companies. I think there's runway for both companies. I think there's huge TAM, total addressable market. Okay. Um, I'd like to find my way into the BNGO and the PACB to go alongside of Illumina. But when it comes to the risk-reward entry point, um, for me, buying it as we come across these tops out of this chart pattern is where I want to have the majority of my capital, right? And we put the capital to work first right here on the Armor report. We were buying this breakout, the breaking of the downtrend. So we're way early, and now it's starting to step out. It closed at an all-time new high. And just to put this in perspective for you, The first time I ever bought the stock on a split adjusted basis, it was trading at three dollars and change. So I've been I've been doing work on this field for a long time. I've made a lot of money in alumina. Probably should have made more. Okay? This breakout coming in alumina is significant. That grail acquisition they made, which brought the stock down that we bought, that was the entry point. The whole reason the stock sold off in here is because they took over Grail. Okay, But Grail was the original, and listen to me when I say this, the original vision of the CEO of the company something over 20 years ago. His name was Jay Flatley. He sat down in his office. It's in Torrey Pines. And he laid out a vision, and Grail was the vision. So when we saw the company take Grail out, that's when we knew fundamentally we wanted to be long this asset. It broke the downtrend; we're long, and we're going to ride this thing as hard as we can. And then when we get an opportunity, sure, I'd, I'd like to get some shares, but I'm not paying all the way up here for Pacific Biosciences. Okay. So what I'm going to look for now—the you know, original breakout obviously was back here. Okay, and now it's trading. Close to its fourth standard deviation line. Okay, and what we're going to look for now is a consolidation pattern to form and give us a second stage base, and that's when we'll take a shot there. So I appreciate the work you're doing, uh, Ray, and we're going to keep looking at that. Micro strategy. In a, in a nutshell, on micro strategy, Sean. Um, it's my favorite Bitcoin story to play because the other ones I think are a piece of junk, and I think this is a real company. So. I can understand micro strategy and I can own it. I'm not going to own it up here. You can see that we're more than four standard deviations above the 200 day moving average. And each time it gapped out above that line, it immediately sold off pretty aggressively. Okay. Even back here. All right. So what we're looking for now is some type of consolidation to form that makes us want to get long the asset or a sell off down to a moving average. I don't know if you guys are following the Bitcoin story this weekend, but there was some confusion or concern that people are double spending their Bitcoin. Okay. I don't know if any of that's true or not. And so, and we don't know who's writing the stories, right? So um, I saw other stories, you know, um, refuting that article, but of course, the, the people refuting the article are guys like Coinbase. Well, of course they're going to refute the article. I mean, they need Bitcoin to continue to go higher. It's what they do. They, you know, it's, it's, so they're, it's, they're, it's kind of, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you're reading stories about Bitcoin, you have to first figure out the guy writing it. What's the ax to the grind that he's got? You know what I'm saying? Like what's his angle before you believe anything that you read. Okay. But, I said at the start of the year. I think Bitcoin's going back to twenty thousand. <laughs> it went to. I said that when it was thirty thousand. It went to forty. Now it's back to thirty. I mean, I just if I'm going to get into MicroStrategy, I've got to get into it cheaper. Otherwise, we day trade it. We have no problem day trading the asset. It's great. It's been a great. Op- we had a couple great day trades in MicroStrategy in the last couple weeks. I don't need the overnight risk. It sets up in the morning. We put the trade on. The thing explodes higher. We make some money. It works. So that's how I'm handling those names right now. TSM, Raymond. Taiwan Semi looks great. It's been the leader. You know, uh, honestly, I think, obviously, I'm not chasing Taiwan Semi. So for me, that's just a leadership, you know, blowout. Micron has been Unreal. Right? What an unbelievable chart pattern breakout that was. I wasn't on it. I'm disappointed. We had an Armor Insider pounding the table on this. And boy, was he right. You know, um, I do think NVIDIA looks good. It's a tight base after consolidating the acquisition they made back here. Right, And AMD, I mean, do you own it right in front of earnings? I don't know. That's something you have to decide on your own. But that's a pretty good looking chart pattern. MITK was a an old favorite of mine back here, you know, back here. I don't own it right now. I like the story a lot, though. Before fun times. Is that, uh, is that you, Brian? <laughs> is that you? Before fun times? Yes, I, I do think that chart looks great, and I like the story, MITK. It's very interesting. Anybody who doesn't know it, you should get on um the website, listen to some conference calls, and 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 you know, understand what they're doing, and yeah, Blackline, you know, it just keeps walking up this uptrend, so it looks pretty good. You know, it's it never even got to the 50-day. I'm not buying it up here, you know, because I'm looking for specific type of entry points, um, where my stops are tight, but it certainly looks good. I S U N. don't know it I can't talk about it chart pattern looks ridiculously good I as mean, it blew out already so um, engaged in the installment of energy systems for residential I, you know I have to do research on that I don't know it um, here, here's the problem guys and I really I, I want to save you this pain okay when the music stops, you do not want a portfolio full of concept stocks. Can you play a couple positions? You know, have at it. I don't do that. I'll day trade them. But for my hard-earned capital, if I'm making investments, I don't want a portfolio full of um, of concept stocks. And if you look down here, okay, you'll see losing money um, – no revenue growth. In fact, revenue is going the wrong way, right? Revenue is actually declining for the company. I don't know why the stock went ballistic in the last couple days. But where, you know, where's the, where's the, it's not a real company. You know, I want to see these numbers positive 50% growth, positive 100% growth. Here's an idea. Look at the blowout numbers going on in sego Forty-four percent, forty-four percent. Earnings are coming. Earnings are coming on from negative to positive, right? So here's an idea, at least that has losses. Oop, now it's starting to go positive, coming out of a nice base. You know, look at the earnings. Look at the earnings and revenue growth in Digital Turbine. Hundred plus percent grower, two hundred percent grower. So. I could pick a stock that has declining revenue and no earnings, or I could pick a company with a real business, a real balance sheet, explosive growth. I'm always going to go there. It's just an opportunity cost of money for me. Thank you for pouring out the crazy story of a lithium. Crazy story idea. Uh, ID Doc, how are you, Mo? What's going on, man? I like it when I like I like it when you tell me I was wrong. And don't get offended. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, I just try to tell it like it is, man. You know, I mean, I'm, I get a lot of things wrong. Hey, let me tell you something, investors. You're running your own money now. You're making decisions on constantly. Um, guess what? You're going to be wrong a lot. Get used to it. It's a question of containing the losses and staying with your successes. And that's what will make you a professional success. You know, the worst thing about managing your own money, you're going to discover, is that you've got nobody to blame but yourself. (laughs) Okay. Um, Have I found a way into run? Um, Not yet. It's not in a. It's not in an armor portfolio. Chart looks great though, and this is, you know, it's certainly something that I'm contemplating because there's the blowout, there's the pullback. Of a nice chart pattern. You know, I just totally traded this incorrectly. We bought this right at the bottom in here, and I just got shaken out of it right in here for no really good reason. It's kind of a disappointment for me. So let's move on. Is it too late for BB? I don't know if it's too late or not. I just can't. I don't. I don't buy stocks that are up like this, Mo. You know that. I don't chase these things. American A. Oops. Okay, at well, why I can't get a chart pattern. A-B-M-L, American Battery Metal Corp, OTC stock. All right, Nick, um, thanks for the vision. Much appreciated. Right, largest cannabis. Oh, okay, I'll take a look at that. Thoughts on BB? I just, you know. I guess people think they're gonna be acquired. I guess there's a big short position that's getting squeezed and all these other things. I'm just not chasing the stock. So, Um, you know, know my thoughts on these type of ideas, guys, there's, you could do whatever you want. You're asking my opinion on how I run my own personal capital, right? So please don't, you know, if you wanna chase, have at it. I'm just telling you what I do personally. I put myself on the right side of probabilities over and over again, and I make sure I do it when the reward's worth the risk at the right stop location, okay? But um, I love these ideas for day trading vehicles. They're brilliant. Huge up days. I don't even need the overnight risk. Um, Schlumberger. You know, I'm just not a big, I'm not really interested in big cap energy, you know? it's going up a little bit, you know, but it just doesn't work for me. Quail Hollow. Thanks a lot, brother. We did have a good week. Glad to see you. What do I think of Disney? Oh, geez. I want to get Disney for sure. Where am I going to get my Disney trade on? Not up here. I'm not chasing. Certainly I'm never going to chase a name like Disney because these things usually settle back down into bases and give you opportunities. So there's the gap, two gaps. And I'd like to see a pattern form that I'm worth, you know, I'm willing to buy. That's I'm just not right there, Brian. It is you. <laughs> I knew it. Before fun times is Brian B. Brilliant man. Nice to see you. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's talk about this. O N E M. Well, hollow. How does it compare? You see. I think O N E M and Teladoc both should be in a portfolio at the same time. Now, those of you who um, are armor insiders, you already know that we're long Teladoc, Okay, so here's a chart pattern of where we entered the um, Teledoc position right here. Okay, so that's exactly. Look at those chart patterns I was showing you on Amazon and 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 Google and you know Facebook and Microsoft. They all kind of look like. Teladoc, consolidation patterns, breakouts, you know, starts to run. I think Teladoc goes a lot higher. And I think that what I want in the portfolio is both Teladoc and O-N-E-M. There's not going to be one guy that, that, that dominates the space, but that's a classic cup and handle. I mean, holy smokes. So you get this blowout move, right? This is kind of a hammer top we don't like. And so we wait to see how it consolidates and we'll look to put the position on somewhere a little bit cheaper. But this is a beautiful cup and handle. And I was on the conference call of um, J.P. Morgan, I think, meeting a couple days ago. This This is a juggernaut. So I like both of those stocks. And we'll end on this note. Any other questions? Fill it up. Otherwise, we're over the hour mark, so it's time to wrap it up. AMC. I don't, you know, I don't know. It could be a double bottom down there. So the reward to risk might be worth it, right? Because your stop would be really tight. You know, if I was to put this position on, let's pretend I would put it on. I don't know the story, Jay. Do do you have a reason why um, AMC is going to go up other than the pandemic is over and people go back to the movie theater? Is there something else cooking there? Have you read something on Reddit that they're about to squeeze the shorts? You know? Because if you have, then, I mean, you, you could put the position on there literally with a stop below the low of this day, which was Friday. If it takes out the low of Friday, forget it. No interest. But if it goes up from here, you have a perfect double bottom on. Now, so that's just technical analysis 101 with a stop, you know, right below the low of the day you bought it, which should have been Friday or, you know, it could be Monday morning, but you would use the low of Friday as the stop. I'll give you a minute to fill up the board. Jay, is there? You got a reason for me? Any, any reason why AMC should go up other than the fact that the economy might reopen? And let me tell you something, just for those of you who've stayed this long at the party and have been watching this long, which I appreciate. Okay. I think it's been shorted too much, thinking it'll increase eventually. Very cheap. So, okay, so you think it could be a short squeeze like we just saw on GameStop. Well, I mean, look, that's the right entry point. So there's nothing wrong with that, that chart pattern if you put the trade on with the right stop. If you're right, the thing skyrockets on a short squeeze. If you're wrong, you're out quickly. That's kind of how I would trade that. For those of you who stayed uh, this long at the party, this is uh, my favorite idea right now. This is Fastly. We bought the stock right here, full disclosure, eighty-six and change. So we're already making money as armor insiders know. But I think that TikTok, I think that Fastly has a, a the potential to go dramatically higher, and that's why I have a fairly significant position in my own portfolio. I'm not telling you to go buy the stock. Please do your own research. But I will tell you the stock gapped down because of the TikTok um issue. This was 12 and half percent of their revenue, and Donald Trump decided to get into a fight with uh, China. We all know what happened there. So on Friday, China has been making it clear that they want to sit down with uh, Joe Biden to mend the fences and work together, okay? Um, I don't care if you think that Joe Biden is in the pocket of the Chinese or what. I mean, this is not a political discussion, but I think it's safe to say that Biden's going to take a different path than Trump was taking. And if that's the case, then what may happen in Fastly, okay, they're on the edge computing. All this 5G stuff, none of it works without the edge computing. Fastly's the best company. Go do your own research. It would be worth your time to go to the website, click on investor resources, investor relations, listen to some earnings announcements and conference calls. You can you could go right in and listen to recent tech conferences they've been at, they'll tell you the edge computing exploding. They continue to talk with TikTok all the time. From what I've heard from management, I'm inferring, I don't know if this is true, I'm just guessing that they put their business on hold. They took TikTok revenue completely out of the guidance. So the next earnings announcement will be based on all their other business, not TikTok. But it's very possible that they come back to the table and say, hey, guess what? Relationships have thawed with China and we're doing business again with TikTok. If they said that, the stock would go ballistic. So the reward to risk is right. I mean, for us, the reward to risk was right. At 86 and change, right in here, we were buying the stock. And so I'm going to end on this note by saying, guys, consider becoming Armour Insiders. Putting capital to work when reward is worth the risk. All right. I'll talk to you guys on the flip side. You can hear what's going on out there. Clearly, daddy is needed. (laughs) I'll see you guys. Have a great weekend.